My brothers and sisters in the Lord, there is an old legend that comes to us from the Bavarian countryside of Germany. And the legend goes something like this. There was a servant who had a master. And when the master died, he left the servant an inheritance. And the inheritance that he left the servant was a bag. But it was not just any sort of bag or satchel or purse. It was a bag of blessings. That whatever the servant would need, the blessing could be found in the bag. But before the master died, he had told the servant that in order for this particular bag to produce these blessings, he must always remember the four magic words. And so after the master passed, the servant inherited this particular bag, and he began to go out and dispense all of these blessings. And as he was dispensing the blessings, and as some time went on, he began to notice that the bag was becoming empty. And so he remembered what the master told him. In order for the bag to be refilled, he had to remember the four magic words, but the only problem was he was having a senior moment. He couldn't remember the four magic words. And so he was very frantic, and so he went to the wisest man in the village the most learned man. And he asked the man what he thought the four magic words might be. And the man thought for a moment and he said, well, why don't you try, I wish I had. I wish I had this, I wish I had that, I wish I had something else. And so the servant tried those words, but they were not fruitful. And so he's becoming very frantic now as the bag was almost empty. And so as we were walking down the little uh, street of the village, he came next to someone who was standing there on the corner, a stranger. And so he told the stranger the story about this bag, and he asked him what he thought the four magic words may be. And he said to the servant, well, maybe you should try, give me some more. Give me some more, give me some more, give me some more. And so he tried that. But at last, that didn't work. And now the bag was empty. And he sat there on the street corner with his head in his hands, very distraught. And as he sat there, he became a little hungry, and so he had a piece of bread in his pocket. So he took the bread out of his pocket, and he was getting ready to have something to eat. Until all of a sudden, a little child came walking down the street. Now, this child was a homeless child, an abandoned child, a very, a child that was malnourished. And so he could see the child as the child was walking that the child needed the bread more than he did. And so he called the child over and he said to the child, would you like to have this piece of bread? And as he handed the child the piece of bread, the child took the bread, but before he put it in his mouth, he handed it back to the servant. He placed his hands in prayer hands, and he said, I thank you, Lord. And he consumed the bread. And at that moment, the servant remembered those were the four magic words. I thank you, Lord. 
And so he became very, very excited. He thanked the little boy, and he began to say those words. And of course, the bag was once again filled with blessings. My brothers and sisters, we have that little legend that comes to us from the German people because as we gather on Thanksgiving Day, we are reminded that we are a people of Thanksgiving. We are a people of gratitude because all that we have and all that we are is a gift from God. I thank you, Lord. And we have to ask ourselves as we gather on Thanksgiving, not only what are we thankful for, but whether or not we give God the praise that is due. Do we truly thank Him? As we gather today on this national holiday of Thanksgiving, as we are reminded that as a people of faith, every day is a day of Thanksgiving, what are we thankful for today? Maybe you're thankful for all the food you're about to eat. Maybe you're thankful you don't have to wash the dishes after you eat. Maybe you're thankful for the football that's coming on. Maybe you're thankful for the turkey this morning and the dirty birds this afternoon that you're going to feast on. Maybe you're already salivating for the Black Friday sales. Or whatever it may be. But you see, my brothers and sisters, all of that is not the reason why we gather. The reason why we gather is to give thanks to the Lord. It's to be a people of gratitude. I mean, we heard that in our responsorial psalm, which comes from Psalm 145. What does the psalmist write? Every day I will bless you. I will bless your name forever. Great is the Lord and worthy of high praise. God's grandeur is beyond understanding. One generation praises your deeds to the next and proclaims your mighty works. What do we hear in the gospel today? The wonderful hymn of praise, the Magnificat that is sung, prayed by our blessed mother. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. The mighty one has done great things for me, and holy is his name. My brothers and sisters, that's why we gather today, because God has done great things for us, and holy is his name. Whether it has been a time of great success and blessing, or even a time when the cross has been heavy, God has provided for us, and that is why we come to give thanks. That's why we come this morning around this altar. Because everything we do today and everything we do all year, nothing of it compares to coming before the altar of our God and giving thanks and praise from whom all blessings flow. One of my favorite quotes comes from an author, uh, Chesterton. Chesterton writes this, the test of all happiness is gratitude. The test of all happiness is gratitude. And I firmly believe, my brothers and sisters, that one of the reasons why we have so many miserable people in our world today is because we don't have gratitude. We're not a people of thanksgiving. Because to have a grateful heart means that whatever we have, great or small, we know from where it comes. How do we become a people of gratitude? To truly enjoy not just life, but life more abundantly as Jesus says in the gospel. Well, to be a people of gratitude, my brothers and sisters, I offer you three just very small suggestions. The first one is this. 
And you've probably heard this from your own mother and your own grandmother, but it's true. The first one is count your blessings. Now, we often say that, my friends, and we say maybe it has become just a spiritual platitude for us, but do we truly count our blessings? Maybe tonight, maybe every night, we take the opportunity to write down three things that we're grateful for. Three blessings that God has provided. Do we count our blessings? The second one is sort of related to that. In the spiritual life, we often call it mental subtraction. Mental subtraction. It's sort of the opposite of counting the blessings. Mental subtraction is when we look at the blessings that we have and we're grateful for them because we think for a moment, what if it was taken away? What if it wasn't there? Are we grateful and do we remember? And the third, my brothers and sisters, as we count our blessings, as we're grateful because we know that all that we have comes from God, is do we express gratitude? Do we express thanksgiving? First to one another. When someone does something wonderful for us, when something does, someone does something big or small, do we express gratitude? A word of thanks. Do we write a thank you note? Do we show our appreciation or do we just take it all for granted? Because it's always going to be there. Do we count our blessings? Do we express our gratitude? And ultimately, my brothers and sisters, do we express our gratitude to our God? And that's why we start this day around his altar. Many of you are probably familiar with the story of the life of Helen Keller. Well, I'm not going to go through the whole life story. Helen Keller was born blind and deaf. Yet she spent her whole life traveling around the world, working with individuals who were blind and deaf so that they could be schooled, educated, and succeed. And this is what she writes. For three things I thank God every day of my life. Thank, I, first, I thank him for giving me knowledge of his works. Do we thank God for the knowledge of his works, of how he is working in our life? Do we even know how God is working in our life? That's the first thing. The second thing she writes is, dip, is this. Deep thanks that he has set in my darkness the lamp of faith. She was deaf, she was blind, but she had the lamp of faith. She believed that even with those disabilities, God had a purpose and a plan for her. And the same is true for us, my brothers and sisters. That takes a leap of faith. And the final thing, deepest, deepest thanks that I have another life to look forward to, a life joyous with light and flowers and heavenly song. At this world, my friends, is not all there is. As St. Paul says, only a promise and a foretaste of what is to come. We are journeying, my friends, Praise God to the everlasting and eternal kingdom. So as we gather this day, we ask ourselves, are we truly a people of thanksgiving? Do we truly offer gratitude to our God? Because you see, my friends, in the end, all that we have and all that we are is God's gift to us.
and how we use all of those things and enhance them and make them work for the Lord's work, for his church, for all mankind. That is our gift back to God. My brothers and sisters, may we never make it any less than the perfect gift. On behalf of all of us here at St. Benio, a very happy and blessed Thanksgiving.